What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the weekly walk-off on the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Emma Houghton. He's Pat Zhang. And Pat, we've got another round of baseball content for you on this Friday. Three weeks into the season now, things are really starting to pick up. Things are getting more exciting, and that's going to allow us to get a little more involved with these weekly walk-offs, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. So I have a very important question. Uh-oh. And it, it, it comes specifically on this day because we are recording on Thursday, April 22nd, exactly three weeks removed from opening day. Hmm. April 1st, exactly three weeks. So my question is, when can we start looking at the records and I- thinking that it's time to panic? That's an awesome question. Uh, and it, it's funny because I, when, when, you know, I'm going through looking at the standings today and you see how clustered everyone is. There are yes. so many teams at seven, eight, nine wins. And so I do really struggle to put a whole lot into where teams are as of right now. So I'd say more that mid May portion. I know people love to say Memorial day as well as a, as a time when, you know, you're getting into June, you've got too much of the season down to really start to judge teams. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go mid May before I start to take records somewhat seriously. Okay. What's the date of Memorial day? That would be what May 31st. Okay. So late May you're saying mid May. Okay. I'll, I'll go a little May 26th, bit earlier. Excuse me. May, May 26th. Hold on. Okay. I was looking at April. I was correct. It's May 31st. Should have trusted <laughs> my gut the first time. I had no idea when you said that. I really <laughs> had no idea. So May 31st, you're saying a little bit earlier, mid-May. I'll say mid-May. I'm going to say a month. Month? That's I'm going to say May 1. Because I... I'm, I'm basically thinking about all those Yankees fans out there, right? Mm. When is it time to really to panic. panic? When is it time, even more generally, though, to start putting some stock into these numbers? When are the yeah. Mariners finally going to fall <laughs> back to earth? That's the other side of it. But it's, I mean, for a team to start off, I'll take the Red Sox, for example, 12 and 7. There comes a time when that's pretty legit. If yeah. the Yankees drop three or four more games and they continue to be below 500 a month into the season, I'm starting to think it's legit. So I I don't know. I'm willing to give it at least another week. Yeah, so eight days from when we're recording right now, a week from when this comes out. By next Friday, I'll give myself a hard date here. By next Friday, I'm going to start putting some stock into these records. and And then we can start holistically looking at these teams. You know what I mean there? Interesting. No, I I do understand what you mean. For me, I'm still probably three weeks out before I really believe it. Just And the the most recent example I can give you of that is the Washington Nationals in 2019. They were under 500 in mid-May. That's a way outlier. Oh, it's it's definitely an outlier, but I'm saying that there's still so much of the season left, even when you get to mid-May, that that's when I can start to look at it and feel a little better because there are so many different swings that you can have, you know, early in the season. Listen, we can see it with players too, hitting close to 500. I believe yes. Brandon Nimmo still has over a 500 on base percentage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's uh, that's part why it's just baseball is a game of sample size, and that's part of what makes it so romantic. So I just need a larger one before I can I can start to really put yeah. it in. But that's a good that's a good point. You're uh, not wrong at all, though, when you talk about trending. There's they can be teams trending in the wrong direction, as you said perfectly with the New York Yankees that have a 350 win percentage right now. Yeah. 
it, that's not acceptable. And I'm no. also thinking about the, the 2018 Red Sox. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they had lost two games, like 17 to 20 games in. And at that point, I mean, that's something crazy. Yes. You know? That's and what the Dodgers the are doing right too. now. Yeah. So you got to put some legitimacy on that, but also any average that's above 350 right now is going to fall <laughs> very soon. <laughs> Unless you're Mike Trout, <laughs> but yeah. no. Unless, yes, Yermin, will too. Yermin Mercedes still has the fourth highest uh, batting average in baseball I love that. right now. Good for Yerman, probably bad for baseball. Hey, a for uh, eight that, to start that, that a career. Might not be true. One that might the, not be true. One of the coolest stats, really, to ever start a season. First player yeah. in modern day history to do that. Very cool. Okay, I am so excited for this episode. So, the re- actually, the premise of this episode came from that question that I mm. just asked you. I was really thinking yep. in my head, when do we start start thinking about these for real? And then that made me start about panicking. And then that made me think about overreactions. So I think the, the general theme will be the panic meter, the panicometer, maybe, <laughs> the panometer, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But also we're going to do some overreactions versus proper reactions versus underreactions. So you have two statements that you're going to tell me, mm-hmm. and I have two statements that I'm going to tell you, and we're going to judge them. And we're going to talk about some teams here and some players, and I'm super pumped. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right. You start us off with your first one. All right. So I have a player and a team. I will start with the team first. Okay. And that team that I'm going to spotlight is the Washington Nationals. And if we're going with bold statement, I'm going to say the, not only are the Washington Nationals in trouble, the Washington Nationals have the potential to find themselves in last place in the National League East. Mm. I just, they're a team that is built that we know about it. They built themselves around pitching and their pitching has imploded other than Max Scherzer, who is doing what Max Scherzer always does, you know, surefire hall of famer, but Patrick Corbin right now has more runs allowed than innings pitched. I believe he's got over a 10 ERA. Steven Strasburg has been an unmitigated disaster since signing that contract, you know, pitched five innings in 2020 with the carp, um, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome uh, as is found himself on the IL already this season was already not pitching great right now. We know the back end of that rotation is not ideal um, as it stands though. Getting Joe Ross was a nice pickup back for them. That's the pitching side offensively. They are a train wreck as well. And it's only going to get worse now that Juan Soto has gone on IL for them. He is their everything. We've talked about how much of a, as a player, I love him. They've only scored 55 runs so far in 16 games, they have a minus 20 run differential. Things, we know how competitive the NL East is going to be. Miami is, you know, looking, looking all right again for the second straight year. I, I think Washington, I, they're definitely in trouble, but the bold statement is I think they might end up in last place. I don't think that's an overreaction. Mm. I really don't. And I actually think it's just as much to, how much better the Marlins are doing than we thought. Completely and one agree. of my statements is actually yep. about the Marlins. That's why I didn't want to so say too much on them. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing about Patrick Corbin at the beginning of this week, his ERA was in the twenties. <laughs> he finally had a good outing where he was able to drop it to 10, nine, yeah, to five. 10, to 10. Yep. Wowzer. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Trey Turner has been otherworldly. Besides him, 
Kyle Schwarber hasn't panned out the way they wanted him to. Josh Bell hasn't panned out the way they wanted him to. These pitcher, I mean, the money to Steven Strasburg, that's obviously mm-hmm. what everybody's talking about. I kind of lean away. I mean, the way the market is right now, you either pay him that money or you let him walk. Yep. And I'm not sure Nats fans are saying that they wish they let him walk. That seems a little bit, that seems like an overreaction. No, yeah, it's I th- a lot of money. But, I mean, you keep him. He's still Steven Strasburg. I think a lot of the issue there comes from was they basically had to pick between Rendon and Strasburg. And yes. Strasburg hasn't been able to stay on the field, and Rendon yes. is doing what Rendon does out in L.A. I think that's part of it. But as you said, I mean, remember the performance he was coming off of where he pitched them to a World Series Yeah, no, when, when the contract was signed. So I, I do think the contract was justified when it happened. It's just I think that it's going to get personified even more so with Rendon walking for you know similar money. Yeah, and I, I, you're totally right. I just hate that that's what the narrative yes. always is. It's not fair. Um, no, it's not fair. You're 100 percent right. It's not. It's always never good to see Joe <laughs> Ross being the number two starter yeah. in terms of how well he's been pitching, and that's cool for him. That's great, but you need more from Corbin and Strasburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Nats are in some some hot water right now. Another thing, I w- am giving them a bit more slack because they haven't been a full unit for as long as everybody else has and the reason i didn't just say healthy there is because when you're in covid protocol you're also separated Mm -hmm. you're not getting any of that team chemistry there are a bunch of new players on this team very fair they need a bit more time but their schedule isn't getting any easier the nl east isn't getting any easier how many times have we said that so you really it's time for them to buck up and for their pitching behind max scherzer to get better yeah, as, as you say with the matchups, they'll be facing Jacob deGrom on Friday night. So yeah. not not the best remedy for a struggling offense. Truly any interleague or in in division matchup is going to be brutal. Yeah. Any pitcher on any of these teams is going to be brutal. The top line guys, deGrom, Nola, I mean, you could pick it, really any of the Marlins pitchers and uh, some version of Freed or Anderson or Morton, that's mm-hmm. not easy. Nope. That's not easy for a struggling offense too. So yeah, they've got to, they've got to turn things around at this time next week. If they haven't, then I'm, then I'm definitely wrong about my NL East predictions. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> hey, we'll just say alarm bells may be going off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We had to talk about it. You had to. I'll, I'll give you the floor. I'll tell you the statement and you can tell me what you think. Mm. The Yankees will not win the division. I had a feeling that's the statement you were going to go with. Ah, so I kind of prepared thinking through that. <laughs> I still think they win the division. Yeah, I, 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 I think it is an underreaction. I wish I, there was a better word. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And listen, let's let's level set here. The New York Yankees have issues. They do like, this is not, this is not the, the perfect franchise that I think a lot of people made them out to be going into this year. They are not the Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's, let's be completely clear on that. I've talked about it at length through the off season. I can't stand their pitching staff. I think they, they really did not go all in on that as I think they mm-hmm. needed to. Uh, that's going to be a struggle. Uh, of course, the big problem so far this season is the offense which is what's really, really interesting because you think about this Yankee offense and it is supposed to be completely vaunted, but there's also, there's no offense in major league baseball that relies on the home run more than the Yankees. It's why we talked about in the off season, how important DJ LeMahieu is to them because he's that different type of hitter. They're yes. definitely missing Luke Voigt. 
uh, there is a Glaber Torres issue that needs to be discussed as well. You know, someone that was basically came up as the the chosen one with the Yankees uh, and has been so much of a disaster that he has a negative war over his last 60 games. He has hurt them more than he has helped them. Um, All that said, there's so much talent on this team that I think they turn it around. And I think Cashman's going to have to get aggressive and make some sort of signing uh, for the rotation. But this is not, you know, listen, we've talked about the start. They're, they're sitting there at 6-11, and 11, and it's been a brutal 6-11. and 11. So they're, they're in danger, but I'm not willing to completely jump ship. Yeah, uh, technically I was wrong. Technically, if the statement is the Yankees will not win the division, then we're both saying that is an overreaction. Mm-hmm. We both think they will still win the division. They are actually brutal to watch. Yeah, they are. It, it, you actually have to turn off the TV because they are so painful to watch and I don't remember ever thinking that ever I just want to ask you quickly yeah do you really think that if Luke Voigt was in this lineup right now things would be different I think he he any different than Judge or Stan or any of the other power hitters that are struggling oh you're you're 100% right (laughs) you're 100% right that he's a power hitter you know he's not the different type of hitter per se but I don't know what it is, but there's some magical that goes on with Luke Voigt once you put a Yankee jersey on. (laughs) So I do think he would help him. I do have to applaud as well the WFAN caller that thought he fixed the Yankees yesterday by saying they should just trade for Mike Trout. I mean, I don't, (laughs) man, I I wish, I wish I thought of that. I wish Brian Cashman thought of that, that, um, I, do you think that could help? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Just Jesus Christ. But I'm sorry. I needed to bring that up because that just made me laugh. So I didn't hard. even know that. Well, <laughs> was there pushback about it or were they like, okay, thanks for the call? They basically hung up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that could help is that the Yankees are in a series now against the Indians. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the Orioles. Yep. Then they've got the Tigers. So you would think that this would be the easy part of their schedule that they would really be able to exploit but changes aren't happening i have i have a lot of ways to go with this so the first thing i'm going to say is aaron boone i am not for the fire aaron boone crowd i'm I'm against that it's too early you can't do that in april It's, (laughs) it's too early and i get that the brian cashman obligatory press conferences are necessary but if anyone thought cashman was actually going to say anything of value and that value being we're firing aaron boone i think you need to temper your expectations of it yeah um what i will say about boone though is that what he's done so far hasn't worked he has taken the positive approach that hasn't worked he's taken the angry approach and this is just what i've heard from people that hasn't worked. He's taken the sitting approach. That hasn't worked. We're at the point now where Glaber Torres isn't even hustling out balls. That was bad. That was bad yesterday. That makes me see. That makes me think that Boone's got to do something because if if these guys don't even have the proper attitude or the proper mindset, then the coach needs to do something, and that means either sitting Torres or, or talking to him. I don't even know, but then it's on the coach to really do something about it. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit sick. And this is as a Red Sox fan. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine what Yankees fans are thinking of just putting the same guys out there and seeing the same thing over and over because that this isn't going to work. To, to that point, I, I really don't understand the infatuation with Aaron Hicks hitting third. 
Um, yeah, that, I, I, the lineup construction is it's so brutal. bad. It's painful. I understand that he's a switch hitter. You know, he helps you with matchups with pitchers from the bullpen coming out later. But Aaron Hicks is not a three hitter. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's not. He can walk. He's not even an eight bit. hitter this year. I, yeah, I would say he, he's got a little bit of pop, but he's not even showing that at all so far this season. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do think Yankee fans can have a gripe with the lineup construction. But as you said, you can't make a managerial move on April 22nd. <laughs> you can just, you imagine? Like, if any team was going to do it, it would be the Yankees, though. I, it's, it's true. I, say, I I don't even know if George Steinbrunner you know, <laughs> would be able to do that. And we know how, how George was when he was alive and owning the Yankees. <laughs> it's it's not a pretty situation there right now. And as you yeah. said, they are, they are boring to watch, which is not what the New York Yankees normally are. I wouldn't even say boring. I mean, the errors, the fact that they literally cannot get a runner past first base. DJ LeMayu has been having problems, mm-hmm. and that means that alarm bells should really be ringing. So I have just two other things. Yeah. The prob- One of the reasons why Hicks continues to be in that three spot is because he is a lefty, like you mentioned. Rugned Odor hmm. is the only other lefty option that the Yankees have. Pat, he wasn't even starting for the Texas Rangers. Yeah, he's terrible. I uh, that he's got some. What's pop, going on here? But he's he's awful. He's a career two thirty hitter. Yes, he's got over. Uh, I think it's around one hundred and fifty home runs. If I'm remembering last time I checked, he's hitting one fifteen this season. Yeah, uh, there's a reason the Rangers DFA'd him. Uh, That's what I mean. Let, I let's mean, put it that way. Um, I get I get picking guys up and trying to shape them into somebody else, but that didn't seem like (laughs) that was going anywhere, especially the position that he's in now where he Uh can be an everyday player. And then the last thing I was going to say is everybody's healthy. Yeah. And they're playing like this. Gio Urshela left the game early last night with a back issue. Now the sky is falling. I say, I I hate to say this, but I'm going to say when John Carlos Stan gets hurt, because I I think that's kind of a, and Aaron judge. Yeah, uh, when those guys get hurt, because unfortunately they probably will. What's yeah. going to happen then? Yeah, let, let's hope they stay healthy. But as and in, I, I really do hope that I really do because yes. they are better when they play. It's more more fun to watch them. Yeah, but as we know, if they're they, playing this badly. They struggle now. to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's ugly. It is ugly so, in the Bronx. So and we didn't even mention the pitching. I mean, Kluber and Tyon and even Herman really in that group have Herman got been, optioned already. Yeah, it's abysmal. It's, and He's that's who they now. were. Yes. It, it, the, you know, that's who they were supposed to be relying on is this big comeback, you know, Kluber again, I, I talked about it through the off season. If you were signing him to be your four or five in a, in a rotation, I was okay with taking a flyer on him. If you want him to be your two starter, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, so I, I've got some concerns about this team. All that said, as I'm still not ready to completely write them <laughs> off, I have them winning the division. I think they turn things around, but I, I think there were some miscalculations here on how this team was put together. Me too. And I think it's more so on the pitching side because the reason why I think they will turn it around is because at some point the hitting is going to come. It just and, is. Yep. Yep. I completely yep. agree there. All right, that, that got me pretty heated, so go into your second one. No, we went into a big one on that, which is fine because this will probably be a smaller one because this one's yeah. on a player now, and okay. it's more of a fun type of player and, and something I'm excited about. And my statement is that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will be an all-star this season. Now, oh, we have that is, that's proper, proper. I, I'm so glad of you to hear that because, you know, it's been it, – 
it's been hot and cold for him since he came up. You know, we know how highly touted he was coming up with the Jays and, you know, he kind of struggled. He put on that show in the 2019 home run derby, which was so much fun, but that's basically been the best thing he's done in his career (laughs) as to right now. And through 22 games or excuse me, through 18 games in his age 22 season, if I can read numbers correctly, uh, he has been absolutely phenomenal. He's sitting 380 right now with a 513 on base percentage. And that's what I really want to look at. His walk rate is currently up 10% from what it was the last two years. He's cut down on his strikeout rate. His isolated power is up huge. His batting average and balls in play is at 422, which again is, is so important. He's barreling over 50% of his, of the times he makes contact and puts the ball in play. This is insane numbers. What we're seeing out of him this year I think he's starting to put it together. Again, we're saying that at age 22, mind you, he's not 29. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think people have written off Guerrero really, really unfairly and really, really early just because of his name. And we're starting to see it get put together. And I think he is an all-star this year in the American League and it could start a string of many all-star appearances. Oh, I think perennial MVP candidate oh, is in his future. Truly. Maybe I should have gone with that as my stage. <laughs> that, uh, that might, this year, I don't know if he's going to be an MVP. No, no, I'm not sure either. But I don't know how many times we have to say it. Can we just give players some time? Thank Can you. Can we just yes. give a 22-year-old kid some time to adjust to life as a major league baseball player. I mean, that's literally the only thing I, I can say. He, I'm looking at his baseball savant page. I love and baseball every savant. single thing is in red, except sprint speed, which <laughs> we're okay with. Whiff percentage is a little, little high. And then outs above average isn't that great. Everything else, exit velo, yeah. K percentage, slugging percentage. You mentioned the OPP. That leads baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has the highest on-base percentage in baseball. If that doesn't tell you how hard he worked this offseason, how perfectly he is adjusting to this Toronto Blue Jays team and system where a lot of other guys are taking big leaps this year, I don't know what else to say. I am so happy for him. He is so fun to watch, and I truly do think that as he continues to adjust, to adjust, he will be an MVP in the future. I love that. And, and to your point as well, he also lost a ton of weight this offseason. That's what I mean. mean. It's you, just, you it's all tell. coming together for him. Yeah. And I, I want to correct myself. He is not barreling 50%. I had a feeling that was wrong. He has a hard hit percentage over 50%, which yeah. is still out of this world. He's barreling 10% uh, of the balls he's put in play. <laughs> 90%. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, no, I said it and I was <laughs> like, that, that doesn't sound right. So now I checked it. It's hard hit percentage is over 50%, which again yeah. is pretty crazy. Still that's one out of every two balls he hits is hit hard. Yeah. His barrel um, percentage is still in the 58th percentile. So he's yeah, doing all right. He's doing all right. I I'm really excited for what the future holds for him. And I'm really excited for this season. And as I said, I believe he finishes as an all-star this year. Me too. I like that. So coincidentally, my second one is about all-stars, but it's about a team. Is this a over proper or under reaction? The Marlins will have multiple all-stars this year. Oh, that's a really good question. See, you know what? Sixto Sanchez isn't even healthy. He is he has not even pitched once yet. And I think he is the, not only their best pitcher but possibly their best player. Yep. So I I don't know if he's going to be able to make an all-star team this year because I don't know how long he's going to be out. 
but they've got some intriguing guys on that. I mean, you hope Jazz Chisholm because that would just be yeah. such a cool story uh, going through it. Jesus Aguilar has got all the pop for them. That has been such a nice pickup. Miguel Rojas has been, I mean, I'm not even sure it can be stated how great of a signing he's been from a couple years ago, how he has solidified shortstop position. He's one of the better yes. gloves in all of baseball. His glove is insane. Yeah. He hits for a solid average. Um and then uh, for pitching wise, if we're not going to say Sixto Sanchez, Trevor Rogers on fire to yep. start the season. The lefty, you know, I think they might have a chance at two. I could see it. What do you think? I, I'll say. I think I'll say proper. Okay. I think they might have three. Oh, really? And I didn't even put down Sixto Shan- Sanchez because I was looking up articles today, and Kim Eng is saying he's not even close. Not so close. For the, yeah. For so the then GM. No yeah, for the GM to say that he's not even close is, is never a good thing. I hope Jazz Chisholm. I hope Trevor Rogers, both the guys that you mentioned. Mm. I think Starling Marte is potentially their, their bona fide all-star. He's on the IL right he's now. He IL, actually, yeah. I was watching this game. He fractured a rib during his at-bat. And he ended up coming out of the at-bat. It was the last at-bat of the game. And he fractured his rib. So you hate to see that. So I think potentially three, if Marte stays healthy, I mean, I want to talk about Trevor Rogers a little bit. Oh, well, I've, when, he has been so much fun to watch. When you think about this Marlins rotation, you think about Sixto Sanchez. You mm-hmm. even think about Sandy Alcantara. He's the, the old man of that rotation. I think yep. he's 26. <laughs> and very good, mind you. Yes, and he's the, the number one now. Trevor Rogers, he's 23 years old. Talking about seeing a lot of red on a baseball savant page. Expected ERA, expected batting average, barrel percentage, K percentage, chase rate, whiff rate, all above 85 percentile. He is insane. His stuff is so legit. And people don't talk about him because he was on the Marlins. I was going to give you an easy one and say same. the statement was going to be the Marlins will make the playoffs. But I don't know if we need to be thinking about that yet. Yeah, I'd wait on that. This year is still so much just about development but I wanted to give credit to some specific stars on this team who make baseball fun. And all the guys I mentioned are making baseball and the Marlins very fun to watch. I love that you said that. And yeah, I still think this is more about development. I think they've got some pieces like the Jesus Aguilar. That's a little older. Yeah, Just a nice pickup. Put in there. Uh, Remember their top hitting prospect, JJ Bleday has has Mm. not even played in the major leagues yet. Um, It would be awesome to see him come up at some point this season. Uh, as I think Trevor Rogers is going to be an all-star. So I guess it kind of comes down to, can they get that second one, whether it's a yeah. pitcher or a position player, of course, Marte is, is a great shout for that. And I, I, I would hope Rojas could get that because he's just such a solid player. I would be excited to reward him with an all-star appearance. Yeah. I actually took it a bit more specific even. And I, I would put down some predictions for hardware for this team. So I mentioned wow. the potential all-stars. I think I have changed my mind. I think the NL rookie of the year will be Jazz Chisholm. And it, it's unfortunately because Cabrian Hayes is hurt. And then mm-hmm. just today he had another setback. So that stinks for him. Jazz has been unbelievable. Chisholm's been out of this world. Yeah. I think he wins rookie of the year. I think it's very possible. I think Rogers and Alcantara get Cy Young votes. Ooh. I think Marte and Brian Anderson, who has been horrible so far, mm-hmm. but he will turn things around. He is a very, very good player at a premium position at third base. Yep. I think he gets MVP votes along with Marte. And I think Miguel Rojas gets a gold glove this year. 
Well, I'll put it this way with all those, the, that hardware you're talking about, maybe you do have the Marlins in the postseason. <laughs> maybe I do. <laughs> I on the Marlins right now. They're fun. As you said, they're just fun to watch. I mean, MLB is doing this awesome uh, MLB beginning that they just started up this year, oh, yeah. which is very much similar to ML, uh, to NFL Red Zone. And I must say, anytime the Marlins come on, it is very entertaining to watch. Yeah. And also, they haven't had an easy schedule. Nope. They've had the Rays, the Cardinals, when they were still playing well at the beginning of the year. They've <laughs> had the Mets and the Braves and the Giants, who are playing very Giants well. Giants are playing but very well. Yep. Those are no joke teams. We, no. I, we, I mean, we've talked about the pitching in the NL East. It's no joke. So Definitely. The, the Marlins are making a case for themselves being playoff contenders, which I don't think you could have said this offseason. Nope. And can we give Kim Eng some credit? Oh, sh- oh heck Total yeah. badass. Should have had this or this job or some job as a general manager a long time ago. Couldn't yes. be happier. She's got the role that she has now. Totally. Yeah. All right. That was so fun. I think yeah. almost all of them, we were pretty – spot on with we pretty much agreed with all of them yeah i don't think we went crazy out there on any of them yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll we will go crazy out there at some point <laughs> yeah we're still a little early yeah we're exactly still a, little early. still a little early cool so then you want to jump into who's hot who's not quick yeah i mentioned both of them already the Sweet. giants are hot the cardinals are not i don't know <laughs> what happened to this cardinals team i thought that their pitching would be so strong and they really haven't behind. I, I mean, actually, I thought this team would have pitching problems. I'm sorry. The, the Reds just pop into my head for some reason. Mm-hmm. The Reds have also been hot, but lately they've been cooling down a little. Behind Jack Flaherty, this team really doesn't have another option. And, and I'm not sure why that wasn't thought of before the season. You were <laughs> expecting some bounce back projects from a bunch of guys, and they haven't panned out so far. It is early. This offense doesn't score a lot of runs. So you're in a tough spot when the offense can't produce – and when the pitching staff gives up a lot of runs, and that's why they're eight and ten, fifth in the NL Central right now. Yeah, it's kind of you know shocking to see them there tied with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking through these teams, and as you said, a lot of it comes down to the rotation. It Flaherty's a stud um, behind him. It's a lot of question marks behind him. We yep. know Carlos Martinez is as hot and cold as it comes. Adam Wainwright is, you know, he's Adam Wainwright at this point in his career. Uh, talk about. Gant and Ponce de Leon as well. Don't need to do a yeah. full breakdown on the Cardinals, but <laughs> yeah, no, the, they need some help in the rotation. I, uh, I completely agree with you there. I do think their offense is going to turn it around because yeah, I, I do like players in that offense, uh, but pitching staff's a little scary. Yeah. Just, I mean, quickly, Yadier Molina is having potentially the best stretch of his career. And I think his career is 11 seasons, if not more, 14 seasons, something like that. He has been yeah, more than unbelievable. So it's that. It's Nolan Arenado heating up. It's Paul DeYoung, who always starts out laser hot. And then you've got guys like Edmund and Goldschmidt and even their young guy, Dylan Carlson. I think mm-hmm. that comes together. But if the Cardinals want to be buyers at the deadline, which I expected them to be, we expect yeah, them to too. be contending for the division title, they have to figure out what their biggest need is. And right now it's a starting pitcher. They also aren't completely locked down in the bullpen. They're not completely locked down in the lineup. So obviously time will tell, but I think they have too many weaknesses right now to keep track of. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, no, that's, it's going to be something to monitor is that it has been a a surprising start for, for St. Louis. Yeah. My, my who's hot is the no brainer of the bunch. It's the hottest team in baseball right now. And that would be your Oakland athletics who are on an 11 game win streak. Just 
that won game number 11 in the most bizarre way possible with three unearned runs against the Twins in the bottom of the ninth inning. It, this story is even more fun by the fact they started the season 0-6 yep. uh, against Houston and the Dodgers. Now ripped off 11 straight wins. Uh, <laughs> and it's fun because Matt Chapman's their best player and he's not even playing that well. Yeah. You know, it's been it's been Olsen, Jed Lowry's back from the dead and hitting over 300 because of <laughs> Does course. Does that make he, you happy or sad? It makes me laugh. Okay. Uh, just it, because once it came out that the whole reason he didn't play was because Mets ownership did not allow him to get the surgery. A, it's just it <sighs> makes too much sense knowing about Wilpons um, and their history. I didn't this, know that. Yeah, it's because they wanted to pocket the insurance money. So if he got the surgery, they wouldn't have been it's able disgusting. to do that. Yeah, it sounds about right for the Wilpon era. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's really fun to see Jed Lowry hitting well on there. Mark or Canna as well uh, towards the top of that order has been really mm-hmm. great. They're fun to watch. I mean, I, I said, they're going to win the American league West. I still say that with a grain of salt. Cause I don't love their pitching staff. Um, but that offense, especially once Chapman gets going is exciting. Oh, Pat, you didn't even mention the most exciting guy. Ooh. Ramon Laureano oh, has okay. more steals than the majority of major league baseball teams. He's been electric and I don't even know where he came from. He's had the speed and he's had the absolute gun for an arm. That say, offense yes. is coming along. It's, and it's an art really to watch him play team. center field. So yeah. you add in that portion of his game. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way you do. I'm very happy for them. I like watching small market teams do well justice for small market teams. <laughs> I think it took way too long for people to start talking about the A's. I mean, if the Yankees went on a three game winning streak, everybody would be talking be the about only it story <laughs> at this point. Um, I'm a little confused though, because their starting pitching isn't that great. Nope. And their offense isn't that great. It's awesome. <laughs> that everything's coming together. Chris Batts, it's really good. Lazardo Montas is really good. Manea, you know, he's okay, but everything's coming to Trevor Rosenthal's on the 60 day IL. And somehow these guys are just coming out of nowhere. I love it. They're fun to watch. They've also, they've had some crazy games. I mean, the twins game was insane. I'm, I hope they keep it going. I really do. And also I've been talking about it. I'm going to bring it back to the Red Sox because of course this, this narrative has been out there lately that the Red Sox were on their nine game win streak because they were playing crappy teams with crappy pitchers. No, no. The Red Sox lit up Giolito. They lit up Ryu. They beat the Twins with Barrios and Maeda. The A's haven't been Those playing. Are all studs. Yeah, the A's haven't been playing below average teams or players. They beat up on the Astros with Urquidy and Lance McCullers Jr., who just signed a eighty-five mm-hmm. million dollar extension. If that means anything, they beat Bumgarner and Gallon. They beat some of the young, very promising pitchers in Detroit, like Casey Mize and Tariq Skubal, who are the twins. average Joes. Yeah. And then they beat the twins. They absolutely lit up Kenta Maeda. Yeah. So that means something to me for sure. Yeah. No, def- definitely there. We'll see how long it can go. That's their longest win streak since the uh, famous Moneyball 20 game win streak. So, oh, can you yeah. imagine? I'm actually reading Moneyball right now. That's fine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We'll see it. We'll see if Scott Hatterberg's working through that door for the 2021 uh, Oakland A's. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the only other team that I wanted to give honorable mention to, the Giants. They're yeah. doing well for themselves right now. Like, second the playoffs, place in the NL West. Oh, man. I wanted to say this. If the playoffs were to start today in the National League, you would have the Mets, the Brewers, the Dodgers, and then two other teams in the NL West, the Padres and the Giants. How about that? 
uh, the Giants have exceeded expectations for yeah. honestly, they did so in 2022. They they held on for a long time there. So I uh the they're <laughs> it's impressive. It really is because there's not a lot of star power out there, but they're a solid no. team. Their starting pitching is I mean, if they're sellers at the deadline, which I think they will, they might lose all five of their starters. Yeah, good, good point. <laughs> because teams that need pitching are gonna go after those five guys. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Cool. That was really fun. Yeah. And so you want to get to who's... Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a series to watch. Sorry, I was blanking there. No, no, you're, you're fine. I was like, did you want to do who's not, or you want to go straight to series? Um, we are getting up there on time a little bit. Yeah, I said the Cardinals. Who was yours? I'll go through mine very, very quickly okay. then. Uh, mine's Javi Baez, and I just... Oh. It's, it's so... Yes. <laughs> and he did hit a grand slam last night, but listen, this guy's going to be a free agent, and he's looking for upwards of 150 to $200 million dollars. I think a team is going to be insane to sign Mm -hmm. him to that contract. He has eight walks and 106 strikeouts in his last 76 games. Eight walks and 106 strikeouts. He has a 240, just over a 240 on-base percentage. I don't care that he's got power. I don't care that he's got a great glove. You cannot pay this man. 150 plus million dollars it's just it can't happen i'm glad that you brought it what, what was it 76 games you said yes it's a 76 game sample but small but it's not just this year that's no no that's my point exactly. not just the beginning of this year so I, I mean the running joke now is that who's gonna win the strikeout race is it gonna be corbin burns <laughs> who has 40 strikeouts and no walks or Javi Baez who has 31 strikeouts and no walks the last time I looked at it. Yeah. It's brutal. Obviously the worst time to do it, you know, right, be- right before year. the year yep. where he's about to get paid. Yeah. Contract year. It stinks. I, I think the best thing for him will just be block everything out. He looked good when he hit the grand slam. Yeah. He's got uh, as many grand against? slams as walks now. I don't know. Yeah, don't, I, don't ask that question. I have, it was a, uh, it was a team that was legit. I can't remember right now. Uh, well, I but... appreciate the compliment there. It was the New yeah. York who played the worst game of baseball I think yes. I have ever seen. Uh, oh my last god, night. I didn't. I didn't realize you were joking. I thought you were being serious. Oh no, no, I'm I really serious. didn't know. No, it was against the Mets, and it was a trick. They gave up 16 runs to the Cubs. The bad news bear yeah. Mets. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. I literally thought you were being serious. That you nope. Just didn't know. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate brutal. you said okay. a legit team though. <laughs> I did. I did seriously say a legit team. So that's, that's respectable. Yeah. I'll take um, it. <laughs> but yeah, Javi Baez. I like that you did. I like that you said he is certainly not hot right now. Yeah. I, that, that's the way I'd put it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's move into series. Cause I know we are really up there on time. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. There. No, don't worry about I it. Where we were. Uh, so series, I have to give honorable mention to the Dodgers and Padres, two yep. random teams playing that I didn't mention them. last week. <laughs> <laughs> so they are, they start tonight, Thursday, they play through the weekend. The other team I wanted to, or the other series I wanted to mention is Rays Yankees, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, not Rays Yankees, Blue Jays Rays. Yep. And the reason why that is important is because George Springer is expected to make his return this weekend. I am so excited to watch him play. You obviously give him a little bit of time to get back into it. He had one injury and then it was set back by another. So he's had a lot to deal with, but this Blue Jays offense has been looking pretty good, not excellent, but pretty good without him. And then to insert him back in, then they're going to start being electric. So I'm, I'm excited to watch this AL East 
series. Super excited to see Springer finally make that debut. Because yeah, that's he was the biggest supposed, reason. He wasn't supposed to miss any time. Then he was supposed to miss the minimum, and now he's missed almost a month. So right. it'll uh, it'll be great to see him get in that lineup for Toronto. And then I am going with a series for a team that we have apparently talked about a lot today, and that is going to be the Brewers and the Marlins. I, I think mm. that's a fun series. It's a start of the week series starting next Monday. Um, as you mentioned, the Brewers are in first place right now, and it's because of their pitching and defense, which has been really fun to watch. And we know, as we've talked about how Miami is playing, so we don't need to rehash all of that. I, I think it'll be a good series for Miami to go up against some strong competition, especially some strong pitching. Yeah. And, you know, for, for Milwaukee, we know how good that pitching staff is and the Marlins put the ball in play. So mm. that'll, that should make things, there should be a lot of action in that series, which is great because we know baseball can struggle with that at times. Yeah. And uh, I just think it'll be a fun one to watch. The first thing that popped into my head when you said that, I thought pitching battle. Yeah. And when would I have ever thought that the Brewers and the Marlins would be an epic pitching battle? But that's what it is. Uh, Burns and Woodruff versus some version of Alcantara, Rogers, um, Lopez, I believe, Pablo Lopez. So yep. that's cool. The Brewers got a hitting problem, though. Yes, they do. They have got a hitting problem. I can't believe they're still first in the division because of that. It helps when the Cardinals are in last place. As we <laughs> True. <about>. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Now we can say that was fun. Yes. Now we can say that was fun. And now I'll move into the wrap up, (laughs) but all right, that will do it here for a weekly walk off. We love to walk off the week with you and you hope you are enjoying it as well. Please follow the show on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. Make sure to leave a rating as that really helps us out. Oh, Pat, I got one more thing. Just Oh yeah. 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 Sorry about that. We're at 41 ratings. People huge moment for us. Let's get to 50. We would absolutely love to get to 50 by the time this next episode airs. So as you're listening, it takes literally two seconds, head over to Apple podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of our feed, leave a rating and review. And we would love to see that five. Oh, the next time we release a weekly walk up episode. So thank you so much to everybody who listens. And we're just so appreciative of the support. And I'm hoping to see that 5-0 up there. That would be huge for us. Huge milestone for us. If anything, do it in honor of Ronald Acuna, who's going to be chasing a 50-50 season this year. Oh, so love, let's, that. Let's, love let's, that. Let's get it to 50. But <laughs> <laughs> And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Did You Hear Pod to let us know what you think. But otherwise, we'll be back for our normal episode next week. Emma, that's a wrap. <laughs>